Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and each week I'm bringing you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more, so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalangton.com, where you can join my newsletter or you can book a call with me so that we can have a chat about how to get this coaching to work for you in a really personalised way. You can find all the details of how to contact me in the show notes. What do we do when things get really tough? When we feel like there are oh, just too many challenges or too much difficulty for us to be able to deal with? Um. You know I've been talking to you a lot about GCSE pressure going on in the house and I've talked to a lot of other people as well, um, not in like a whingy, moany way, but, um, you know, just mentioning, oh yeah, you know, things are fine, Jay's got GCSEs, partly I think because I can't believe that this little tot that came to us at three years old is now taking her GCSEs and partly because, well, it makes me feel old, Um that I've got a child that's sort of at school leaving age and um well partly because it's just well it's just life isn't it really but there's an awful lot of parents um even without kids with special needs and and, and background issues you know that are just there with the pressure that's on with schools and um well it comes from the government so you can't blame the schools but the pressure that's on the kids about exams and things you know it is a lot well it is a lot but I want to talk to you a bit about what you know what do we do with tough times and some of it will thread through about you know GCSEs and and things like that but we can have pressure from all sorts of different times and reflecting on how to like you know get Jade and myself if you like through um you know this GCSE period Loads of other parents have said to me, you know, it is as much it's pressure for parents because they're trying to keep the kids calm and, you know, they're absolutely shattered and stuff like that. It's not about it's tough for the parents because they've got high expectations, but it's tough because you've got this team that's, you know, trying to balance everything and trying to meet expectations and putting pressure on and still trying to fit in and stand out all at the same time. I mean... God, who else would try to do that? So, but there can be lots of other times, you know, if you're starting your business, if you're in a new job, if you've just got a lot going on with, I say, if I think back to juggling everything last October when mum was ill, um, there can be loads of reasons that we can have a lot on. So, don't dismiss this episode just because I'm talking GCSEs if you haven't got kids or they're not at that stage or whatever. You know, this is going to be really useful, I think, for you, even if there are just tough times. The first thing that's really relevant, I think, is about keeping a perspective on everything. We can begin to sort of beat ourselves up quite easily about um, trying to do all the things you know, or even we can lose a perspective about time frames as well. So, you know, Jade keeps going, but I've got six weeks of GCSEs. And I'm like, right, okay, let's just break this down a little bit. Okay. It's not six weeks of every single day. So we've got two weeks and then we've got a week off because there's half term. And then you've got another two weeks 
And then there's actually a few exams in that last week. So while teachers might be saying six weeks, you haven't got any of those exams, you know, because we're not doing Latin or whatever it is in that last week. So then when you break that down and get a different perspective on it all, then we've got five days in each of those weeks, not seven, that she's actually having to do exams. So I'm like, right, Jade, come on, do do your basic maths. Five times, four weeks times five days, right? That's 20. You've already done one day, right? So we're down to 19. You've got a couple of days where you don't have any exams, right? Minus two, we're down to 17. Do you see? And she's like, oh yeah, that doesn't sound too bad now. So we've really sort of crunched down that perspective on things. And You know, sometimes, I'm not saying that's going to work for everybody with everything, but sometimes keeping that perspective can be really good. For me, I do that with the countdown to holidays because, you know, our British weather's not brilliant. And and it can get a bit, you know, I can feel this is totally, this is going to sound like a spoiled child. I hope it doesn't. Um, When I'm counting down to holidays and things like that, um, you know, sometimes... I do change that difference between, right, I don't go, right, it's three months. I go, oh, it's only so many weeks. Because weeks sound smaller than months. But sometimes, if it's a lot of if it's a lot of weeks, then some people might want to say, oh, no, I count it in months because they sound smaller. So do you see? So whatever it is that you can do to change this perspective on how big this thing is or how far away it is or how much or how often you have to do it, Just switch up that perspective on things. Find your own way that you're going to change that perspective, but find a way to do that. Do you see? I hope you get the gist of what I'm doing. Um, So it might be shortening timescales. It might be just changing up that perspective and things. Do recognise what it is that you can focus on that works. Focus on what you can control instead of what you can't control. This is something that I used to do an awful lot with when I was still in corporate before I even realised I was coaching people really. So there was loads of change and loads of transformation going on and people would get really stressed and really upset and things. And it's the same with these GCSEs. You know, we can we change this? Can we control this? Well, no, the government's still going to set the curriculum. The government's still going to say what the kids need to do at GCSE level and how long they're going to need to stay in school and things like that. So can we change that? Well, no, we can't. So really, you have to get to some point of acceptance on it rather than really stressing or getting fired up or getting angry or stuff like that. You know, like I pulled myself back just earlier there from getting on my soapbox about it because I can't change it. She needs to sit at GCSEs, you know. She needs GCSEs if she wants to do A level. She says she wants to go to university, so she's going to need some exams for, you know, results for that to show. It's really showing that she can study. So we can't change any of that, and she needs some of this stuff. So you've got to go with it. Like I say, when I was working in corporate and there was all this change and transformation going on, it's business. Can, could these individuals, could my staff, could, you know, could the, the team, could they change that? Well, no, they couldn't. And I used to say to them, can you influence it? Because if you can influence it by, 
you know, the effort that you put in, you know, how willing you are about how you turn up, how you show up. The same with Jade with her exams. You know, can you influence it by getting yourself to feel more comfortable and more knowledgeable by doing the revision, you know, by practicing, doing practice papers? Then yes, you can influence it. You can influence this outcome. But you know what? If you can't influence it, I can't influence what the government does. There'll be some people that say, yeah, you can, but do I want to? I don't want to start and be a politician or go and campaign and stuff like that. So I can't influence what they decide is going to be the curriculum or how many exams that these kids are going to need to do. But in some ways then there can be a different influence like about how prepared you are or things like that. Do you see what I mean? So can you change it? Can you influence it? If there's nothing that you can do then you need to sit back and accept it. And there might be that you need to let some stuff go as I am, about what the government does with exams, etc. There might be things there in your work that your bosses are doing, you know, that you can't change, you can't influence, so you need to sit back and accept it. If it's stuff to do with your job, then if you're a leader, maybe you can change it. Even if you're not a leader, then maybe you can change things because you decide instead of putting up with this, I'm going to go and look for another job or I'm going to go and get that extra qualification or I'm going to go and get that, you know, improve my performance in this area so that then I can go step up to the next level or I can go get the other job. Do you see what I mean? So it is about looking at things. What can you control? What can you change? What can you influence? But if you're getting really frustrated about stuff, that you have no control over, then really you're just banging your head against a brick wall and, and as, as mean as this might sound, you've got to let it go. You've got to find a way to be a more accepting about it. Okay? Focus on the reason that you're doing these things or the reason that this stuff bothers you so much. When I talk to people about the business or their job, you know, they get wound up or worked up about things. The things become really difficult. There are these tough times, really, because it's important to them. Because let's face it, if you couldn't give two hopes, then it's not going to feel as tough because you're going to sail through it. You're going to stay calm and you're going to sail through this stuff. Or you're just not going to put the effort in. So when you begin to recognize that level of importance on it then you can decide where you're going to put the effort again you're going to see the goals you're going to um focus on the outcomes or the big why that you are doing what you are doing and then you've got that bigger outcome there for some people though it's not appropriate to focus on the bigger outcome because that feels again too far away as i was saying at the beginning it feels too big. But for some of you, it is about not getting bogged down on the detail of right here, right now and focusing on the bigger things. Some of the time when you're in the really, really tough times, it can feel like there's no way out of it. You know, as I was saying with Jade, it feels like, oh my God, six weeks, da, da, da. She couldn't see the end of it. I reminded her, not just of the bigger goal of where you're putting in the effort for the exams, but what comes after that? What does it give you at the end? So she wants to go to at sixth form. She wants to go to university. So there is that. 
There's also, though, thinking about the reward that you get at the end of it. So obviously, by the middle of June, she's finished school. She's got all this super long kind of summer off, which I was saying was delightful and really joyous. And inside, I'm thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do with her while she's home all this time? And I'm going to have to do da 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 da. So then I, <laughs> at some point, I'm going to need to come back and do everything that I'm um, advising you to do because come June through July and August, that's probably when I'm going to hit the tough times. Let's face it. I'm going to get her working, definitely. Um, so, when the things sort of th feel, you know, like too big, you need that sort of carrot at the end of it. You need that reward about why you're doing this stuff and what is there at the end of it. Or what is there to break up, you know, this that you know this phase or the, these tough times so one of the things that I spoke to one of my clients about the other week was you know he was going well you know I'm working really hard to get this business up and running and things like that and it seems like you know I've had this time off over Easter weekend but I'm not sure when I'm going to get some decent me time and I said well have you know have you got any other holidays booked have you got any other time away time out the, doing the things that you really love rather than just you know the ordinary weekend stuff he said, well, I don't really like to plan. We don't really like to plan holidays. We like to kind of just see where we're at and go with the flow. And I get that. And, you know, that was in our joyous life before kids, as I say, LBK. So we used to do that as well. But the reality is that, again, when we... It's a bit like the same of shortening those time frames. When we have some plan in there we can go, oh, it's all right, I can get through this because I've got that at the end of it. Or I can, like Jade, she can get through these exams because she's got that time off at the end of it. And this client, I said, you know, actually, even if you do plan what time off you're having, you can see sort of in your calendar, in your diary, you can count the weeks, whatever you're doing. And you've got that time of reward at the end of it. You don't need to have that whole thing booked that, you know, that time, you know, scheduled to the far end of everything. But you can know that when I get to that time, I'm then going to be doing this. Or when I get to that time, I'm going to have that me time. I'm going to be able to get that reward. I'm going to be able to get that joy. I'm going to be able to do whatever it is. Because you've got it scheduled out in your calendar. And then instead of your brain thinking, oh, I'm never going to do, what your brain does then, it's almost making an appointment with that time. So then it doesn't go, when are you ever going to get? It just goes, that's fine, we can focus on this because we know we've got that, that appointment, so to speak. So then it can help you to get through. And again, it pulls back that perspective. But so you've got perspective, you know what you can control and what you can't, and you begin to have that kind of carrot, that reward and everything at the end of it. And obviously, you know, you're being kind to yourself. You're helping yourself be able to keep doing what you're doing. And then you know that things do get better because you've almost planned it through, that you've got that end in sight or that you've got that something there of that vision or that goal or that thing that you are keeping pushing forward for. Do you see? And then also recognise that you're not alone. You're definitely not alone in this. 
Obviously, I'm saying to Jed, you've got all the other kids in her school doing these exams. All the other kids across the country doing it. How many kids is that? God, hundreds and thousands. And when we know that we're not alone, it calms things down. We remember it's not just us. This is something that I say an awful lot. To tell you the other thing that I say an awful lot to people. I have been in business for eight years. Or it'd be nine in the... Anyway, a while. (laughs) I've forgotten how long. I've been in business for eight years, let's say. If If you think about how many people I see every week, right? And they all come to me. With the worries, the stress, the anxiety, the, you know, the struggle to reach their goals, the belief about themselves, the the leaders that do feel that they're alone, that it's just them, why does everybody else look all right, etc, etc. But I've had all of these clients over eight years count up. I've lost track of how many that is. But it can I can easily see 50 in a year. More than that sometimes if people are just coming to me on intensives. That's a lot of people. So you are definitely not alone in this. And then the other thing as well is, you know, to keep talking to people. I sent her off to be honest with one of her friends, you know, about how it feels a bit big and like it seems like it's going to go on forever. When you talk to people, do you know what? It's Mental Health Awareness Week, or it will be when this goes out. And the big thing is about talking to people, is about listening to people and knowing that you're not alone and having people that will listen. Nine times out of ten when people reach out and share their stories, they say they wish they'd done it sooner. But they also get feedback from other people that go, God, I felt like that too. Now, people that are sharing their stories, they're not looking for somebody to say, here's what helps, do this, do this. Actually, what they're looking for is something, someone to just listen and to say, you're not alone. I felt like that. So that you can just listen to people. It can be really surprising when you hear how many other people have had a similar experience. And it might not be right now, but it can be at some point in the past. There is that saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. As long as somebody's not jumping in to try and fix it all. Do you know what? When things were really tough, when the kids were little, really, really tough, you know, I used to text my husband and just say to him, when you come home, I need to offload and I need you to say this and say this and say this. Honestly, because he's a he's a problem solver. He's an analyst, for God's sake, right? So he's a problem solver, and I used to have it text him and go, just say, "Gosh, love, that's hard." Or I really get that. Or I used to ring him, and I used to say, "Right, I'm ringing to offload." So I've positioned it with him. I'm telling him what I'm doing and then I tell him what I need. And I go, right, love, I'm ringing to offload. So I just need you to listen. I don't need you to fix this. And then, because I'm sarcastic, I used to say, right, you can put the phone down on the desk if you like. Just don't put it on hold because, you know, that music (laughs) makes it really obvious that you're not listening. And when you just get that long beep and people, you know, whatever you get on these messages where people are on hold and that, you know, thank you for waiting. 
thank you for waiting. You know, your call is important and stuff. I said, if I get that, I'll really hit the roof and I, you know. So, but you can put the phone down on the desk and go and make a cup of tea and then come back and just make interested noises. Um, and although I'm being really sarcastic, that's the point. That was what I needed was somebody to just listen. And that's a big theme of, of this week's um, mental health awareness. But, you know, years ago, that was what I needed. And sometimes you need to tell people what you need because they will jump in. I've been sitting listening to whinging and moaning um, on a morning about how big these GCSEs are and honestly, you know, not saying to her, wait till you get into real life, wait till you get a job, etc., etc. Because, you know, that's not helpful at all. You need to be able to listen. So hopefully this podcast has been helpful and I haven't rambled on too much for you. And if you found value in it, please do leave me a review. Um, Share it with somebody who might be going through tough times. Obviously, this isn't really devastating, devastating tough times. But, you know, if they're going through a tough peak, I suppose, share it with them. Hopefully, they will help with a bit of perspective. Or you can just go and listen to them too. If you want to get in touch with me for any reason whatsoever, the link is in the show notes to email or to book a call with me. And then I will just leave that with you and see you again on the next episode. Bye for now.